0: 2023 this is episode 33 of the double dq podcast brought to you by quit the build i've got biggs here i am enzo how you doing biggs uh
1: you know i'm here i'm excited um to engage with you um to reflect a bit because Mm -hmm. i i think it's well deserved um Which was under better circumstances
0: yeah as you guys can tell there's a somber tone to our voices it is because uh the infamous jay briscoe passed away last night due to a car crash at the age of 38 almost 39 he'd be 39 next week um a head-on car crash with someone else um there's not a whole whole lot of details there's the release of the other person's name which we're not going to get into but the 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 thing is is He had a head on collision details are still kind of murky at this point. Um, He was not wearing a seatbelt. The other person was the other person also passed away. Um, The real kicker here is his two young daughters were in the car with him. Now him and his two young daughters were going to cheer practice or cheer a cheer competition, something like that uh, with his wife. For whatever reason, details that we don't have, his wife did not ride back with them. And um, they are in critical condition. This is a tweet by uh, his wife, Ashley, who says, we need prayers. Gracie is on her way into surgery on her back. Uh, we, uh, we want the whole world praying for his little girl. We believe in the power of prayer, prayer for the doctors and everyone working on her. Pray for her precious legs to move again. Pray for Jaylee, uh, uh, who has some pretty serious injuries, but is in stable. but is stable resting. Pray for Gannon, waiting at home. Pray for strength for all of us. We have a long, long road ahead of us. Um, so that's that's you know, that's that's rough. This is not a good start to a podcast, um, but it's the reality. We were just talking last time about our favorite matches, our personal favorites, and the Briscoes versus FTR fell on both of our lists, and I even wanted to cheat. <laughs> I wanted to put all three of them as one of my takes uh because yeah, they were so good go ahead
1: they're they're absolutely good and I think the 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 best thing we could do right now is reflect on that you know um he had a phenomenal career now 38 we all know isn't very old and in the wrestling business, it's a lot different from other professional sports. Um, as you learn the psychology, you can extend your career very far if you're a good worker. And so he had many years left. He had a much shorter career than a lot of superstars that um reached the level that he did, but none of those superstars, I'm not going to say none, but not very many of the superstars can say that they left such a quality legacy behind um just, of just, lots of good performances
0: yeah just just amazing matches i mean there's people people don't may who may not have followed the briscoes from earlier days in ring of honor like don't forget the briscoes were also a team back when punk was in ring of honor and mm-hmm. there was P- punk and coca versus the briscoes as a match that comes to mind. Yeah. That's uh, how they
1: got the belts.
0: Yeah. Like there's, mm. there's, there is an absolute legacy there and you know, not, not to, not to, to dive too far in it. The, there, you the, obviously his career, like many others were, was, was put in, the headlights the spotlight whatever you want to say with some controversy at some point but the interesting thing that you don't hear about a lot of people is that the controversy that surrounded Jay Briscoe he went to the ends of the earth back again and then back to the ends again to apologize and to to reform his character and from everyone that was interviewed past that, everyone that spoke to anyone, I just recently saw an interview with Simon Miller from what culture that was reflecting on that and reflecting from the people that he spoke to everyone knew it was genuine. And he's one of those people that like turned a corner and was the example that you can have a view one day and then wake up and turn and turn it around and live a very very different life and pour positivity back where there was hate or put you know uh, rebuild this and and assist this person and and rebuild those bonds and have the, these friendships and this, this this ability to just excel past what you limited yourself from before. He was that guy and he did that and everyone speaks super highly and kindly of him for that. So the, the fact that he did all that and then was taken that that really that's like an extra sting to it because he had the the, the sky was the limit. And it absolutely you know, was. He I died mean, a champion, though, you know, he died a champion. So while no one wants to see him go, he went out on top of the world.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it's it's a very, very sad situation. But like you said, and we we speak about this often. I am a person that. In all facets, music, sports of all kinds, sports entertainment, I kind of tend to just focus on the characters in the ring. I don't usually like to learn too much about the athletes or performers personally, because oftentimes it it doesn't live up to my expectation. I know they're all human beings, but just focusing on the characters, man. they were, and it's difficult for me to say this. It is, and you should know this about me, especially them being a part of the generation that they're in. But to me, that's that's a top five tag team. I'm not that <laughs> they. Uh, the other day, I I went back and I watched um, Kevin Owens or Kevin Steen, um, El Generico, mm-hmm. and that is a. <laughs> That's a fantastic match. And I didn't see it when it happened. I never focused on Ring of Honor in the past. I never really looked at that stuff when they first came up with it. You know, I remember the ads, Jim Cornette. If you want to see pro wrestling, not just the show, not a dance performance, pro wrestling, watch Ring of Honor. But at the same time, I'm so conditioned to looking at wrestlers that I know where their superstardom has been built and developed over time that sometimes it became difficult for me to look at two people I had no um, no emotional buy-in with. But you go and you look. If I had seen those matches, <laughs> um, I would have instantly been sold. And I just wish that... Um, that I had checked him out earlier. And like I said, it's it's a sad ending, but man, he left a legacy behind. Um, I hope that others will join me in taking the time to reflect on the Briscoes, especially if you are not familiar with their work. Um, I think you will be very, very pleasantly surprised because those with, um, with um, FTR, uh, uh, most of their Ring of Honor stuff, they knew each other well. You know, it, that's that's that old school stuff that I like where it's not just a show. It's like guys working together to accomplish something in the ring. And, and, and they you could tell they knew each other. They knew what each other were thinking. Um, and if you get an opportunity, check it out. Ring of Honor Final Battle. The Briscoes and FTR. I challenge you to find me a better tag match.
0: And also, if you want to see other uh, matches by Jay Briscoe, lots of companies, lots of places, lots of wherever he wrestled have been whatever service that they have. They've been putting out his matches for free. I know you can find a plethora of them on YouTube. So do yourself a favor. uh, Search it. Look it up. Um, There's plenty to choose from. Um, Let's see. There's Jay Briscoe versus Adam Cole. Like, that's a great one. He, He wrestles his brother. Um, which I, I, this is a side note. His brother's birthday is today, you know. Like, jeez, like, w- yeah. W- what is that family going through? You know, like that's mm-hmm. we. Here's 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 the thing. We watch wrestling and we love wrestling, and we put this superficial vibe for lack of better terms on these superstars and these larger than life personalities, they're chiseled and built like Greek gods. And we, we put them in a place where we think that nothing can ever happen. uh, As we're growing up, we, we, we idolize them and we, the immortal Hulk Hogan, you know, all the way up to, you know, the, the almighty Bobby Lashley. We see these figures we see these athletes. We see these amazing feats of strength, agility, and just athletes all around. And then these kind of moments were reminded these are people and they were vulnerable and there is just so much depth to these moments and it's, 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 it's complicated and uh, life is precious and it's a shame that this ended this way. But uh, if you take anything away from this, uh, take away the fact that he was a good father. He was literally going to his kids cheer practice or cheer uh, uh, competition and, you know that that's the the legacy that he lives is is hopefully survived by his family and what more can you say
1: yeah um very well put and one thing i'd like to ask of you if you come across uh one of his matches that sticks out to you and we haven't mentioned email us and let me know because i'd like to see it too um
0: Absolutely. Uh, I double DQ podcast at gmail.com. That's a double DQ podcast at gmail.com. If you want to write in. Yes. And, and please do,
1: because again, and this has become a bad habit of mine. Um, I I do it a lot with musicians. I don't, I, I tend to stick with what I know that I like. And then, you know, we lose someone that's very talented, then I'm like, hmm, what's the big deal? And I go back and I discover their work and I'm like, oh my gosh. I I, I didn't know they were this good. Now I did know that um he was very good. I, I do know that, but I came along very late. So um <laughs> I know he has a, a huge catalog of matches and I'm I'm very curious um of what favorites you guys may have out there. Um, And and I'm, I'm excited to watch them and um, relive those moments
0: as well. Well, you Mm. mentioned something a second ago and then Mm -hmm. my brain started thinking, well, we got to, we got to parlay this. We got to, we got to get the wheels rolling, moving on to something different. But then I started to think that the more things change, the more they stay the same. And if you think I'm talking about Vince McMahon, boy, oh boy, are you right? <laughs> we, <laughs> we uh we just got done our best of two thousand twenty-two and one of the biggest moments we both had was Vince McMahon retiring. And then like classic Stone Coast Steve Austin, uh-uh! It did not it did not stay that way. (laughs) Never (laughs) that's pro wrestling,
1: baby. No one's gone for good. (laughs) Whether as as long as they walk among us, they may pop up in the ring. So here's Vince McMahon.
0: Vince McMahon. Wheeling and dealing behind the scenes from the moment his foot stepped out of that building all the way back in. You know for sure that's what happened. Boy, oh boy, are we in a roller coaster ride. But McMahon has, um, well, for lack of better terms, but also these might be the best terms, uh, he bullied his way back in. He really did. He threatened. To to literally hold the company hostage if he wasn't brought back on and had the say in what the sale or what, what sale took place. And because of that, the litigation is just going nuts and people are suing him left and right. Now, I'm sure McMahon has an army of lawyers who are telling him that it's just going to be fine. They'll sue, they'll settle, whatever, blah, 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 and he'll still get to do what he wants to do. But what are your thoughts on what's going on? Uh, I, it's entertaining. <laughs> right. um, so,
1: of course, you know, the rumors about the Saudi deal came and then it was yep. like, uh oh, what's going on there? The biggest news in all of this to me, not maybe not to many people, but is Stephanie's exit. <laughs> and what? that 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 I don't want to say dishonest, but that. And I don't want to say manipulative, but that that was it a tweet or was it just was it was an email that she put out? I can't remember where I read it, uh, there where it's was like a
0: press release and a tweet, but they both said same thing. And <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. She was put there to hold the ball until he got back. Like, that's I mean, I'll, I mean, we know Nick Khan is now the CEO, right? Or whatever. We know we know like he's in the position full time now. The original rumor, though, was that the Saudi deal was going to happen with the public investment fund or firm, mm-hmm. public investment firm or fund. fund. I don't fund. OK. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, having a female on top of a company as a CEO would not fly very well with that. So that's that added so much more gasoline to an already burning rumor fire about that. But the the alternate side of that is: what if it's just the fact that she wanted to step down because remember she tried to before all of this stuff happened, and she wanted to focus on her family after the Triple H scare. So maybe maybe she's just doing this because she wants to do it, but the timing is a little atrocious.
1: Maybe um, the when the, I first heard the Saudi deal, I never really connected her exit to that the way others did i'm not sure what it is but something in the email saying oh it's in firm hands it's in such firm hands that i'm gonna leave now and and i'm not just leaving temporarily i'm leaving altogether." <laughs> it was like ah, well, you, i don't know a phrase but yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm just just uh didn't like the way that sounded i do wish i hadn't sold my stock
0: <laughs> but, you, yeah well i mean to be fair you sold it for more a dollar more than it is now about
1: so <laughs> well i sold it at 93 i want to say oh, okay. it closed at 88 today i look every day but i yeah. think it closed at 88 but you know it's a bouncing ball but you know when vince is around whether we like his creative or not he is a businessman so right. i don't know well, i feel know, like i jumped the gun because i listened to a rumor
0: It's gonna go <laughs> hey I'm sorry, but um, <laughs> um, you know, that if he now there's been rumors that he was potentially going to take creative control in some fashion, it's just like, man, I feel like he's gonna have a hard time keeping his hands out of the honeypot. But he offered some creative uh solutions, I guess you could say, to Triple H and to the writing team or whatever. And uh, I don't know how much of it was accepted or heard or uh. Humored is a good word for it, but you, I do truly believe like I don't have stocks in WWE yet, but I'm telling you what, if he takes over creative, they're going to go down and I'm going to buy some. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you,
1: so you think if he takes over, it'll go down, but you think they're going to recover?
0: Yes, because once, once they announce someone who they're going to sell to, especially if it's like Comcast or NBC or i mean disney any of those big ones here any mention of a sale in some sort of finale like finality like this is the person or these two are the runners up or like these are the ones that we are considering the most heck even if it's tony khan um i think that it will spike because that is when it's going to be worth the most i mean Vince McMahon mentioned the word sale did all of that underhead and stuff fired two people on the board two more quit or three more quit blah 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 everything chaos and the stock still went up
1: well yeah because he's coming
0: back (laughs) so we'll see I I don't want to make this the the double DQ stock cast like we're not oh no
1: trust me I sold and I regret it don't ever listen to me but um (laughs) Um, I was a bit excited when he said he was going to come back because I didn't hear anything about him doing anything with creative. I just know that he knows business and he's a good businessman. And Mm -hmm. I mean, he took over the entire wrestling business. And so I was like, oh, okay. Um, creative. I don't know. You know, we get on him about his creative a lot, but we do got to remember that he brought us, you know, the best characters in wrestling history. <laughs> they, they did do that. I think it's it's just when it, it, it turned into the, the one experienced voice when, you know, he wasn't taking as much um, advice or um, consultations from the people around him as he used to and um i mean how old is vince again
0: 76
1: and we know you know he comes from good stock so he's gonna be around 77 he's 77 okay um so i don't know how long he's gonna want to do this
0: forever Uh, like this man will like this man will die in gorilla position I'm telling you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it'll be interesting. Did you ever see the story of him and Mark Henry in the weight room?
0: I know the story of him and Mark Henry and the uh, Mark Henry bending the pans, but I don't know about the weight room one.
1: So this one, you know, um, this is when Vince, you know, got in shape. He had his, his feud going on with Stone Cold and Mark Henry said that Vince, you know, came up to him was like, you know, hey, you know, when can you make yourself available, something like that? We can get a workout in. And Mark said, you know, he, he was like, okay. And he said he knew, Vince knew he couldn't lift as much as Mark, but he thought maybe he can hang with him, you know, workout to workout. And he said they were doing set after set after set. And um, he said, you know, they got to the point where they're like around 500 reps. And he said, you know, they're, they're both competitive. So neither one of them, you know, wanted to quit. And at the at the end of it, finally, um, Mark Henry's like, you know, you you know, I I think we need to call it a day. And he almost wrecked his car driving because his arms cramped up
0: and
1: and he had to work later that night. He was guzzling water and Gatorade. He said the next day he came in and he saw Vince. (laughs) Yeah. Vince is like, how you feel? And. He's like, oh, man, you know, I feel terrible, blah, blah, blah. And then um, Mark's like, how do you feel, Vince? And Vince's like, oh, I'm all right. I might get a work in, in the, workout in the day. And Mark Henry's like, no, you won't. Not after, you know, what we just been through. And Vince is like, yeah, I'm lying to you. I could barely put my pants on today. So apparently he thought he was going ri- to – he thought he was in such great shape that he could rib Mark Henry by working him out to death. But he ended up kind of ribbing himself. <laughs> but just the fact that mark henry who at that time was probably you know top 10 strongest guy in the world
0: yeah
1: and vince was probably in his what was that late 50s early 60s probably
0: I'd say about that yeah about 20 years ago
1: yeah so i mean that's impressive
0: <laughs> yeah the fact that he that he while physically could not hang with someone of that strength and stature Decided, Maybe not weight,
1: not weight wise.
0: Decided he was going to do it anyway, just to make sure that he was exhausted. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean that's
0: that's wild. <laughs> did you, but did you do? Do you know the story about the, the 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 cast iron skillet? I do not know that story. So tell, him, tell me about that it. Was, that was a thing that Mark Henry used to do, where he would take frying pans and he would bend them and he would roll them. as is, is more? Mm-hmm. He would roll them and he would just do it because he could do it. Well, Vince was like. He looked over at some producer or something. He's like, hey, pal, go get the hardest skillet you can find. <laughs> <laughs> and so he got him a cast iron skillet. think he was going to rip Mark Henry. So they get him. They give him the skillet. And he's like trying to, and he can't. And he's getting angry and angry and angry. And he can see everybody, all the producers and everybody cracking up, laughing. He can see Vince laughing. You know, ribbing them like, "What's wrong, pal?" You know, like all, all that <laughs> stuff. And he, he gets so incredibly angry that he just, by sheer grit, literally folds it in half anyway. And Vince walks wow. up. Wow. Vince walks up to him, and he's just like, "Never get angry with anyone in the ring, pal." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he
1: does have what you call dangerous strength. <laughs> Like, um, I, I forgot who it was, was telling this story. Maybe it was Kane. He says, certain guys, you know, when you body slam someone, they're working with you. They make themselves rigid. They push off your leg. They make themselves easier to pick up. Sure. And, and, but even though they do that, you're supposed to make them look heavy. And, and I want to say it was Kane telling this story. And he said that, um. They had this long battle. I don't know if it was a rumble or a battle royal, something. He said it was a house show. And he said Mark was tired. But Mark was, um, him and Mark were fighting outside the ring. And Mark's supposed to pick him up and throw him in the ring. And he said Mike Mark was so tired that, number one, he picked him up before he was ready. So he didn't help Mark <laughs> pick him up. But Mark forgot. He was too tired to pretend that Kane was heavy for him. So he said he like picked him up and dumped him over the second rope, not under the first one. And he said he was like, oh, my gosh, because he said he didn't know anyone could do that to him. But, um, yeah, yeah, that's dangerous strength. Um, You know, there's strong guys. I know Triple H always says he believes the strongest is John Cena. I just don't see how he overlooks Mark Henry, though. Mark Henry's I mean, a strong guy.
0: Yeah, I, I, there's there's levels to that, I'm sure, but it's and
1: then there's pound for pound, there's that. Yeah,
0: well, yeah. I mean, Which, pound pound for pound, Dominic Mysterio is probably the strongest, I would think.
1: Uh, first, I <laughs> thought you were gonna say Cesaro, but then <laughs> I mean, what? his dad's pretty strong. I saw his dad pick up um, Conan. And put him over his shoulder and do a a, a running um, power slam, and that's that's a lot for for little Ray.
0: <laughs> that's true.
1: That was impressive. And anything by Alex Wright.
0: All right, let's uh, let's move on to to another subject here, and this is more storyline stuff. Like the news is the news. We know what's going on. The un- the unfortunate passing of Jay Briscoe. The uh, <laughs> craziness with McMahon coming back. And all of the things that could potentially happen to that I'm not gonna speculate anymore because my god, it literally could go left, it could go right, it could go up, it could go down, it could go any direction in the world. And we would it, we we can act like we're shocked, but we shouldn't. <laughs> we just shouldn't. <laughs> because at this point, all bets are off. So let's talk a little bit more about storyline stuff. Now, this is where I geek out the most. This is the fan stuff. Um, Sammy Zayn, they have now officially planted the seed for the break of the bloodline. Last week on SmackDown, Sami Zayn, uh Kevin Owens, almost called him Kevin Steen because we said that earlier. Kevin Owens, <laughs> uh they had their match and Zayn was looking like he was about to maybe win it when the bloodline who was not minus Roman Reigns and uh Solo uh, Skoa w- who was said not to be there at SmackDown, came out, got the DQ, beat Sami Zayn or beat uh Kevin Owens down. And they put him to a table, and then they did the whole, you know, we the ones thing with the the hand in the air and the the finger in the air. And Mm -hmm. uh, Zane did not look too convinced that that was what he wanted to happen. He was very upset that he didn't get to finish the job. And then there was one moment, and it could just be uh, me and a couple other fans, like, looking into it too much. There was one moment where Owens reaches up and grabs his boot, like, while he's on the ground, just holds it there. Now, Zane does kick it off of him a little bit, but there's, like, this this – pushing for that connection that, that that and i don't know how it's going to pan out but we are slowly seeing the seed planted now it's it's inevitable i think elimination chamber we get Sami Zayn versus uh roman reigns and i i mean i don't know what's going to happen at the rumble we i definitely know that kevin owens is not going to beat him at the rumble there's not going to beat uh roman reigns but where do you see us going that would
1: that would be interesting <laughs>
0: Would be crazy. I mean, it's not going to happen. It would be nuts.
1: I don't know. Now you see. I know you like to try to predict the future. I tend to let it roll out, but I don't want this to end.
0: (laughs) It's going to end. It's going to end. I know it has
1: to sometime, but why now?
0: Uh, Well, WrestleMania is coming up, and WrestleMania. I I I like what Triple H just said. He's going to do in the past. He said that he is going to do the draft. After WrestleMania, instead of right before SummerSlam, which makes no sense. Um, yeah, so I, I like the fact that, that we could get like quote unquote a brand new season, if you will, of new people on the roster on SmackDown and on Raw and whatnot, and NXT call ups and and everything like that after WrestleMania. So we got to mm-hmm. end stories. We got to we got to WrestleMania is the big payoff, and uh, I don't know how they're going to do it, but I, I would. I wouldn't be mad if Sami Zayn was the one to dethrone Roman Reigns, even though I I ninety nine point nine 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 percent sure that's not going to happen.
1: I wouldn't be mad either, but I also don't think that that's a remote possibility. But I wouldn't be mad because I love Sami Zayn. Matter of fact, I'm gonna start a Sami Zayn Facebook page.
0: There you go. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, We, we have the rumble approaching now. I'm not going to say this is not the prediction cast. We're not going to be doing that today. However, what I will say is we got a couple announcements, some big announcements. Cody Rhodes is uh, entering into the rumble, which lately they've been doing it where they've said the entry, the surprise, the, this and that. And we don't get that as one of our surprises. I kind of like that. They announced it because we kind of all knew it anyway, but at the same time, it's it's a double edged sword. I wanted to see the, I wanted the surprise to be there. But what if well, the surprise this year? Just just go with me. What if the surprise for the <laughs> Rumble this year isn't that? Because we already know. What if it's what if it's the Rock? What if the Rock enters the Rumble?
1: I mean, what that if, would be cool. But then you know he's gonna win.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he would. And but that if if there was ever a year like Cody Rhodes should win the Rumble, don't get me wrong. He should eliminate Seth Rollins as the final two and he should go on to face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania for the WWE title because that's the one his dad never held. That's what he's always said, always talked about. However, Roman Reigns has two belts. If he's going to lose, this would be the year to lose the Rumble and The Rock to win it because even if that happens, he can still somehow get a title match for the WWE title and The Rock could challenge for the Universal title and they could do what I always said they should do. Night one, Rock Roman, Roman beats The Rock. Night two, uh, Roman Rhodes, Cody Rhodes wins, which makes that victory even more special because he just beat The Rock. Cody Rhodes gets the win. By the way, I think Cody Rhodes should be a number one entrant, and he should run the gambit and win oh, it. Oh, come on now, let's I not. Co- Cody on, Rhodes man. number one wins the whole damn thing, eliminating Seth Rollins at the end, and then goes on to night two to beat Roman Reigns the night after he just beat The Rock and became the ultimate Tribal Chief. That is my prediction.
1: All right. I mean, it sounds like an anime story. <laughs> He so comes I, in, that starts like number anime. one, and overcomes. I, I I'm not saying anime is bad, but you know the ultimate dramatic, ultra dramatic story. Like, let's. <laughs> so now Cody Rhodes is going to come back, and he's number one, and he's unstoppable. Yes. <laughs> Why not? Right? I'm not going to be mad about it. It's just like, all right,
0: guys, let's let's calm down. Can you just just imagine it? Ding ding ding. The following contest is the men's 30-man-over-the-top-row battle royal. Silence, silence, silence. Then you hear the, there's more than one royal family in wrestling, or whatever he says. And then the music hits, Rhodes is out, and you're like, oh, my God, he's number one. There's no way this son of a plumber can, <laughs> a son of- can possibly win. I'm, look,
1: I'm not saying it's going to be bad or anything. It's just, ah, because, see, I mean, there's lots of ways for it it to go, but that seems more like a heel path to me. Because at some point, in order to not destroy everyone's character that's in this rumble, he's going to have to be a coward at times. He's going to have to run at times. He's going to have to get beat down. And if he's doing any of that, how's he going to beat the champion? Are you going to have him just dominate? You know, like I I think back to guys like Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair, people who have been in the Rumble from the very beginning. And that's what happens to them. They get tossed around and beat up and they get saved by other people. That's how they make it through, because that's how you get through the Rumble that long and not destroy other people's character. Are you going to do that to Cody Rhodes?
0: Yeah, it's the Rumble. There'll there'll be feuds against other people, for instance. okay. Rhodes is in he, like four or five people are in the ring. He eliminates one or two of them, whatever. And then him and somebody else break off and fight. Okay. Here comes Omos. Holy crap. What do we do? Blah, blah, blah. Here's Bobby Lashley. Well, Bobby Lashley and Omos have have history. So they are going to take each other out things like that like like it's not like everyone someone has to jump in and, and then say, they're
1: and then they're gonna do the same thing for the monster among men <laughs> and then they're gonna have to do the same thing for, i'm just i i am and i'm not saying it can't happen i just ah i don't like that as a heel way i mean I, for a baby face i am meant to say i don't like that path of it you know, where every time he's, he's going to be faced with adversity, he's going to be saved some by circumstance that doesn't really do much for the, 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 the baby face character overcoming the odds to me. Now, with that being said, I won't be mad at it because that's the only way they're going to be able to do that without destroying several characters out there. But Starting to number one. And now, I mean, he's already coming back from injury. Yep. So now we got to go. We got to go over the top. This is the problem with the same thing, like with the violence. This is the problem. When you have people that have started from two and three and make it all, you you do it to so extreme that each time it's got to be. Even bigger every Mm -hmm. other time in order to make it special. So now he's going to come back from injury, started number one, Uh go through, and then beat the guy that beat the Rock.
0: (laughs) What? What? How
1: else can now? What can the next guy do to ever get over that? It can never be any better than that.
0: I mean, he's already (laughs) he already overcame the odds of beating Seth Rollins in a steel cage with. With the pectoral injury, like the the image of Cody Rhodes is he never quits. That's what the one. That's what they're going for. So yes, you- it, I I get
1: that and that's good. But uh, th- this is what I'm saying though. Like, how far do you elevate a character that's already the 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 audience is already sold on him? Because when he if he beats this the greatest champion that the WWE's ever had. After he defeats The Rock, who is like the most popular wrestler they've had in the last couple of decades, after he def- he defeats all odds at the Rumble, what does the next guy have to do to top that? Well, and he's the second the generation. Guy. I'm just don't, saying. That's why you don't you don't next guy. but you don't you don't punch through the ceiling completely because then next time no one can ever touch it.
0: It'll be another ten years or or eight years or whatever before somebody enters in at number one and wins it. Though, see, that's the thing; they don't do it very often. When was the last time somebody entered in at number one and won? I'm being honest;
1: I didn't pay attention to it after it really. You know, they, they, it, you know, it was back in the day where I I could I could answer all of those. Um, the, as a matter of fact, the last couple I watched them, but I'm not like very attentive. But I see back in the day, it's always a bit of chicken crap heel <laughs> mixed with coward actions. You know, it's running under the rope, running from people that, you know, they can't beat and then then slide back in the ring and stomp them on the way in or someone else comes along and helps. But Cody, if he's going to be this against all odds guy, he's going to, so he's going to, you know, get color and get beat down in the corner and, and, Braun Strowman's going to ignore him, then he'll sneak up behind and throw him over the rope. I mean, yeah, that stuff happens, but how does he get from number one? I I just feel like that's giving him too much because he's already sold. You don't even have to do it. Mm -hmm. We already have him, you know, bleeding internally across his chest from the tear, and he gets (laughs) in that match with Seth freaking Rollins. I just I think it would be cool. I just think it'll suck for the next guy to have to build cuz he can't top it. This is Dusty Rhodes son. Gets the injury, comes and performs, dominates the rumble, beats the guy that's the greatest champion ever. That just beat the Rock. Dag, what's the next guy got to
0: do? <laughs> so the last time somebody entered in at number f- number 1 was uh it was Chris Benoit. But uh <laughs> Chris Benoit went from one to the end of it in 2004 but Shawn michaels was entered at number one in uh 1995 and- i remember that one of course um yeah so
1: they've It'll only be rick it. flair it's not fair to flair
0: bobby heman kept screaming that listen <laughs> i think that this obviously the rock thing's fun to talk about like whatever i don't think he's going to be in the rumble but I do think he's going to challenge Roman reigns for the universal championship because I don't think the Rock the Rock hasn't held the universal championship so yeah, well, he wouldn't have. So why not go after a title you don't have and then Cody Rhodes is gonna go after the WWE championship. With that, you have to have Cody Rhodes come in number one. you have to it's it has to you make him strong as possible. Strong as
1: possible, but then it beat a guy after he had a grueling match with a, a generational superstar. Yes, now that kind of takes this the, the juice no. off of it a little bit. But he is, oh, you, you know, he, he goes through juice. a brutal match with The Rock, and then the next night, now he's got to... a fight. <laughs> yep, you don't think that takes a little off the knee, like Uncle Buck said? I'm just saying, think about that. They he, he has to go through, you know, it's against all odds, gets through the rumble, but then fights a guy that just had a knockdown drag out with The Rock the night before. So now it's like, eh, he softened him up for you.
0: I don't think that's just, the way it's going to go. Well, we I shall we'll, see. We're going to end with one final little bit of fun news. Fun, Not news, it's not news, just fun fun speculation. Ray Wyatt came out and gave a promo on uh, the recent uh, edition of SmackDown uh, along with all the other Alexa Bliss stuff happening and Uncle Howdy appearing on Raw doing his little woody woo kind of like spooky bollocks with his arms in the flap adapts and uh, with the flap (laughs) adapts I'm I'm
1: gonna put that on the t-shirt flap (laughs) adapts
0: Spooky bollocks, whoop doo and flappy daps. That's, that's, that's Uncle hashtag Howdy, baby. <laughs> hashtag
1: flappy daps.
0: If you know, you know. That? Can we get the started hashtag flappy daps? And flappy just put da- it yes, all absolutely. over the WWE flappy, stuff. Flappy daps. F-L-A-P-P-Y-D-A-P-P-S. Flappy daps. daps. F-L-A-P-P-Y <laughs> <D-A-P-P-S>, flappy daps. <laughs> Anyways. I'll forget how I spelled that in about five minutes. <laughs> Was that with an I or a Y? Who cares? Anyway, <laughs> spooky stuff happens. Uh, Alexa Bliss, all that stuff. We don't know who's controlling who. I do think that, I think that Uncle Howdy is trying to get Alexa Bliss to bring back the fiend in some way. But then uh, Bray Wyatt cut this weird promo on SmackDown that was along the lines of, I am Uncle Howdy. I am the eater of worlds. I am this. I am that. Blah, blah, blah. I am the color red. So on and so forth basically said six things, which kind of uh, harks back to the original thought of the Wyatt six. I don't think at this point there is any doubt. And of course there's some degree of doubt, but I truly think that the in ring uncle Howdy that we have seen is Bo Dallas. And I say that because his facial structure matches Bo Dallas. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> A lot of people thought it was him even before. Uh, was right. it based off of an earring? <laughs> but, um, yeah. Uh, is the guy in the ring the same one in the promos? <laughs>
0: um, I don't know. I don't know. Because I think sometimes it doesn't look the same
1: to me. I think uh, the
0: promo guy is Bray, if I'm being completely honest with you. Oh, no, he's like, dude, you can't do this. Let me do it. <laughs>
1: Well, okay. Well, that would make sense, but yeah, um, I think so too. I hate when we agree, but um, <laughs> you think um, the fiend's
0: coming back, dude. I I don't
1: see how the fiend ever left. <laughs> I really don't because of the merch. <laughs> I'm not not just the merch, but you know, though I didn't like that red light, the oh, character was, was too cool.
0: That was terrible.
1: Like, it was too cool of a character to leave.
0: It was the coolest thing since, like, old school Undertaker. to me. as far as the, the, they don't always do spooky, creepy things, right? But I thought that that was, until they burned them, it was great. See, now
1: you say that I'm trying to think back. And I might have to, I might have to go with you there. I'm trying to think of what, what cool gimmicks like that have there even been. There's know. been scary gimmicks, you know, Boogeyman and Papa Shango Papa did scare me. He did. But um, the way the <laughs> presentation of The Undertaker is similar to um The Fiend. I just don't see how The Fiend ever left, to be honest with you. Like, I figured he must have just got tired of doing it. I, I don't know. I just don't see how that ever left. He didn't get tired place. of doing
0: it. He got fired. Oh, I didn't think
1: he oh I thought see my no, memory's short Bray, I was thinking he left on his own Bray
0: Wyatt, Bray Wyatt got released you know, after okay. WrestleMania after they made him lose to Randy Orton, which made no sense in that view because Randy Orton was the bad guy. Um yeah, and he got they, set on
1: fire and then tweeted later. No,
0: <laughs> well that no, he got set on fire at the oh, end that's of right. the yeah. year, and then by WrestleMania it was over. How do you not remember this?
1: Because man, it's Time moves on, and I I, I, I I, don't know why. In my mind, he left. I, I forgot that they released him. I was thinking that he left. I just forgot. So much happens, man. Mm. <laughs> you sound so mm. disappointed. <laughs> that was so condescending. <laughs> mm. Like you were shaking your head as, as you said that. Were you shaking your head?
0: Mm. <laughs> uh, I am my head is my head is thoroughly shook like
1: Derek Lewis grappling Daniel Cormier mm. <laughs> but but yes i um, just to back you up back to go back to what you're saying I think it's Bo Dallas as well and I'm you know now since everyone's saying it's Bo Dallas they'll have to switch it up and it'll be Val Venus
0: I can't talk to you anymore <laughs>
1: Got, that was the old Jim Crockett promotions way. Once the fans all guessed something, okay, it can't be him. Because <laughs> people started to guess what it was. Then they have to throw someone else in there. The black scorpion is, is Ric Flair. And I
0: was like, what? This whole time? That was it? <laughs> all right. I don't know why I'm going to do this. This is stupid. I shouldn't do this. We're going to have to end this here. But uh, <laughs> this is stupid. <laughs> I, you know what i was gonna run down the card for dynamite tonight but it ain't gonna matter because by the time this comes out you'll already watch dynamite uh, <laughs> dynamite <laughs> will happen and things are going to happen and i i am not gonna let this bleed over into dynamite tonight at 753 because i basically want to see the, the whatever tribute they're going to show about um Jay briscoe at the beginning because they, they have the ability to show whatever they want because tony khan owns a ring of honor so um i'd like to see what they do biggs thank you for having this uh conversation with me i appreciate you everybody out there listen double double dq podcast at gmail.com that's double dq podcast at gmail.com please write us let us know what you think about anything that we've talked about today biggs thank you
1: well thank you enzo um the a, a lot of this has been a lot of fun um, but i did appreciate the opportunity um to um pay respects to mr briscoe and um again if you have a favorite match send it to us because i'm yep. excited to see it and thank you all for joining us
0: hey guys this has been episode 33 of the double dq podcast again we didn't do our fun little skit. We didn't do our Hey Big skit where we normally tell you that Quit the Build is who brings you this uh, amazing podcast along with the other things that they do. Go to quitthebuild.com. Check it out. Uh, you won't be disappointed. Guys, treat each other well. Give your loved ones a hug. Life is short and sweet. It can be taken away at any moment. So make sure that you appreciate it while you have it. Absolutely.